Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we hear about dealing with a crazy neighbor-entitled parent. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, entitled parent forces child to go to school and gives entire year group COVID. Some background, my old school was half boarding, half day, and if you boarded, you were allowed to go home on Sunday evenings, sleep the night, and come back the next morning. The entitled kid was heavily disliked, so much so that one guy made friends with him out of pity. Every year, the year sevens would go to France. They would stay in an activity center with archery, a massive playing field, and so much more. Every year when the previous year got back, they would tell you how fun it was, but I'll get into more detail on that later. This was around two weeks after COVID officially entered the UK. So people were already high-strung, but not the entitled father. Entitled kid's dad was very entitled. He was a brain surgeon, so rich as freak. This is why I think entitled kid was so entitled. To clarify, his mom was great. It was solely his dad who was entitled. His dad never came to visit him, only his mom who had divorced the dad many years prior. On to the story... As I said, the French trip was highly anticipated. But the problem started when the father forced his son to go to school that Monday morning, even though Entitled Kid said he felt ill. Our matron kept tabs on him. That night, just before she took his temperature, he put cold water in his ears so that the reading would be acceptable. Everyone woke up early the following morning, excited and ready to go. Entitled Kid seemed fine most of the way, so there was no one worried, but that night the first person became ill. Due to the illness, the other kid who fell ill, called Lewis, missed most of the activities. But unfortunately, he wasn't the only one. The next day, two more fell ill, and the day after, five more. It was worrying, but we continued with the whole trip and got back to the UK a few days before France closed its borders due to COVID. When we got back, all of our parents were there waiting for us. None thought too much of it. The next day, I got in slightly earlier than everybody else and waited for the rest of my year to come. But lo and behold, my entire year, save for four other people, had called in with COVID. Throughout the day, the last of my year were sent home sick. I was last, but only because I lived the furthest away. It was good that they sent us away too because that night... I ran a high fever and for the next two days, I felt as if I'd been hit by a truck. I didn't actually witness this last part, but according to Entitled Kid's pity friend, the headmaster and Entitled Parent got into a massive shouting match over how he should have kept Entitled Kid at home if he was ill. In addition, the headmaster found out about Entitled Kid putting water in his ears and how he should know not to do that. Apparently Entitled Kid was on really thin ice now. But his father thought he could do no wrong. Unfortunately, Entitled Kid was not expelled. Though I'm pretty sure that's because his father was shoving money down the throat of the school to keep it hush-hush. I just don't think that it's the kid's fault in any way. Like, I don't think the kid should get expelled because their parents forced them to go to school. Even if that kid was the source of the outbreak, it's unjust to punish them for that. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents... Why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is a little family mess and my father strikes again, but now he got more than he asked for. After the last incident with my father, everything was quiet and my girlfriend and I left to Europe. 
Christmas passed and there was no sight of my father. My friends that were taking care of the house reported no incidents. Everything was going well until I received a call from my uncle, father's brother, on December 28th. My uncle called to tell me that he's leaving the state and is selling his house. He asked me if I was interested in the house because he was pretty desperate to leave. He didn't tell me the reason why he was leaving and I didn't care. What matters to me is that he was desperate and this was the opportunity to fulfill my grandpa's wish. Before I continue, I have to give you some context. My uncle's house was my grandfather's childhood home. My grandpa gave it to him but later regretted it. He left me the task of recovering it and, if I succeeded, to give it to my cousin Marie, my uncle's daughter from his first marriage. He never recognized her and that's one of the many reasons my grandpa regrets. My uncle doesn't know that I have contact with his daughter or that I know everything that happened in the past. If he did, he wouldn't sell me the house. Yes, he's that petty. Now, I decided to use the family card and my uncle's desperation to get the house cheap. I know more or less the value of the house, so I made him an offer way below the real value, but that I was going to pay him in three installments. My uncle declined because it was too low and because he's not coming back. What he really meant is that he's not going to contact me again. I told him that if he could wait until my return, January 3rd, I could pay him the same amount in one go. But I would also take care of the legal fees and his moving expenses. Meanwhile, he just needed to pack his things, have his paperwork ready, and everything would be done that day. Surprisingly, he immediately agreed. We returned and I could buy the house without problems, and my uncle left the same day. The next day, I called my cousin to tell her to come as soon as she can to my country. She lives in Europe, because there's one more thing that my grandparents left to her. She came a few days ago, and I gave her the house and the rest of the money. She had to stay a few days to deal with paperwork, and in those days, who decided to appear once again? Yes, my father. Unbeknownst to me, my uncle had another buyer, and that person was my father. My father asked my uncle to wait a few days so he could gather more money. When he got it, he called my uncle, but he already sold me the house. My uncle, in order to avoid dealing with my father, told him that I bought the house. My father, knowing that he can no longer approach my house, decided to go to my new one, but he was going to receive a surprise. He knocked and demanded that I give it to him, but no one's in there for the moment. So he decided to break in. Yes, yes he did. We saw everything through the doorbell camera. My cousin doesn't speak our language, so I was the one who called the police in her name. Thanks to the area where the house is and the fact that my cousin's a foreigner, the police took action faster than the previous times. It's a pity that I don't have a photo of my father's face when he discovered that the house wasn't mine. It was glorious. My cousin, with my lawyer's help and mine, pressed charges and combined with my father's previous actions, you'll spend a few months in jail. Thanks to a few people, I was able to find out why my uncle was desperate to leave. He pissed off his wife's family, like really bad. I sent him a text telling him that if he likes ratting me out to my father, I can do the same with his wife's family, so he better not come back unless he wants to play stupid games. He blocked me after that. He already told me he wasn't coming back, but I better make sure he doesn't. In the end, my cousin decides to keep the house, this will benefit her since she doesn't want to cross paths with my uncle. So yeah, the year started off with a bang. 
I pretty much got rid of my so-called family for what I think is forever and can finally start building one with my girlfriend without the worry of unwanted people showing up. This next story is Poker Night Pickpocket. So let's set the scene. I have about four really good friends who, in turn, have a small handful of friends themselves, all of whom love online poker. On occasion, we've been known to play together using Play-Doh, and usually I rule. I love poker. It's the closest thing I get to normal human interaction that doesn't take place in my work office. One particularly spirited game, someone suggested we get together for a normal poker night, since we all live in the same city, just scattered about. I didn't really want that, as I can really be myself in online chats, but I'm very closed off in person, more so when there's a lot of people. So we agreed whoever won the night, that night, would decide if we did an in-person group game. And so I lost. Fair is fair. I agreed to go, despite not really wanting to, since we laid down some ground rules. 1. No drinking. We don't need anyone getting salty over losing in person. 2. No children. Kids give me really bad anxiety. 3. Only bring cash to the table you're comfortable losing. The rules seemed good. I was happy with this, even if I didn't want to go. Poker night shows up and I go and three people brought their kids. I tried to point out that it was in the rules, but the people in the group agreed in that moment because getting a babysitter would have been too much of a hassle. The kids could just play in the living room while we were in the dining room. I didn't like the agreement, but I didn't want to bail on my friends. I went to put my bag in the front hall closet and to keep me from trying to check my account balance so I wouldn't try to bring more money to the table, I put my phone and my wallet in my backpack. The night was okay. One by one, people lost their shirt, metaphorically, and when they were tapped, they left for the night. I at least managed to stay in the game for a while, but when my turn came, I went to check for my phone for texts and found my backpack open in the hall closet and on the floor. My wallet had been emptied of all cash, my credit card gone, and my phone was nowhere to be seen. I didn't want to accuse anyone of anything, so I had my friend call it. And at first it rang, but then nobody heard it, and after that, every time it rang, it went straight to voicemail, meaning someone turned it off. That night when I got home, I checked Google Maps to see where my phone was last seen, and I saw a trail that led to a house on the other side of town. I went to the house and knocked on the door, and to my surprise, one of the people who had brought their kid over to poker night stood at the door. She seemed surprised to see me, so I asked her if she'd picked up an extra phone by accident at the party. I didn't want to make her think I was accusing her of anything, and she said that she hadn't, and that on its own didn't sit right with me, so I told her that my phone had last been pinned to be at her house because of the GPS on it. She started getting aggressive and told me she wouldn't be harassed and slammed the door in my face. I sat in my car a moment and tried to debate what to do next. When a cop car pulled up and told me that I was trespassing and being accused of harassment, I couldn't believe this. I told the officer and he didn't seem remotely phased and told me if I had a complaint, I can file a report, so I did. That same day, I went to the police station with my laptop and showed them the proof of where my phone was last pinged, about seeing that woman and her kid at poker night, and about my missing credit card. I was told that it would be taken into review, and the next day, while I was emailed to go get my phone and credit card at the police station, all the cash in my wallet was gone. 
Turns out the entitled kid that stole my stuff started bragging to his friends about how he got away with stealing a bunch of stuff from the party, including my phone. Luckily, the other kid had a spine and told his parents, who went to go confront the mother, as the other officers were showing up to investigate. I know it doesn't have a big payoff or anything, but I thought I'd share my story. Honestly, big props to the kid for mentioning it and speaking up here. A lot of kids would just laugh or go along with it. Our next story is... During Mother's Day, mom made me hang out with my abusive family members and got angry when I was in a bad mood afterwards. This happened a while back. Last year, during Mother's Day, my mom wanted to hang out with some family, which would be perfectly normal if it wasn't for the fact that the family she wanted to spend time with in particular were very bad people that have emotionally and physically abused me on multiple occasions. My mom's aware of them doing this to me, She just doesn't care and thought I was overreacting and needed to get over it. Despite all this, I still love my mom and wanted to make her happy. So I went to their house to spend Mother's Day with them, which was extremely draining and traumatizing for me to have to go through. To put even more fuel to the fire, a few days ago, I had interviewed for a job and just got a message that I was rejected from it while we were on the car ride home, so I just kind of started crying since the day was extremely stressful. That was just my breaking point. My mom ignored my cries like she usually does, and tells me she's going to the place I literally just got rejected from to get dessert. I begged her to go somewhere else because I really didn't feel like going there right now. I just felt too embarrassed and humiliated to go back there when I failed my job interview. Despite me explaining this to my mom, she proceeded to call me selfish for not wanting to do one simple sacrifice for her when it's Mother's Day. She ended up dropping me off at our apartment and driving off to go to the place by herself. This next story is, Entitled Mother Harasses Me Over My Condition. I don't know if this fully counts since this is my first, but here goes. This happened around four to five years ago, so for context, I was between the ages of 18 and 20 at the time, and I was diagnosed with osteoarthritis in my left knee. It's a degenerative form of arthritis, and my case was severe. It's a constant thing. I'd be in excruciating pain and taking painkillers to make it a little less painful. My doctor... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. For a few weeks prior, instructed me to stay off my leg and use crutches, wear a knee brace, and prescribed a heavy painkiller medication. Well, one day, I was on my way home from another checkup, and it was around lunch. 
I had to take the medicine every 24 hours with a meal, so I stopped at a Burger King to eat and then take my medication before my pain would return. A clerk carried my tray to the table and got my drink for me. I sit down and place my medicine bottle on my tray so I don't forget to take it. So as I'm eating, across the room is a mother with her kid. She's giving me a death glare. I ignore her and eat and then I took my medicine after I finished. I get up to take my tray to the trash which is right beside her. The clerk was taking an order and couldn't help me with my stuff. I put both my crutches under my one arm and carried my trash over. I get over there and dump it and as I'm trying to figure out how to carry my drink out, the mother speaks to me in a semi-sarcastic tone. What's wrong with you? I'm used to being asked this so I answer calmly. I have severe osteoarthritis, it's very painful and hard to walk. She says, I bet you're faking. I say, excuse me? You're probably doing this for attention. I bet you those pills aren't even yours. I know all you college kids are addicts. You're a terrible influence for the younger generation. Obviously referring to her young son who looks embarrassed. I didn't go to college, but I think she was basically saying that as another way of saying young adult. I was flabbergasted by what she just said. I suffered through severe pain and struggled to do simple tasks. I said, ma'am, what do I have to gain from doing all this? I suffer from severe pain. It makes me feel useless and a burden to everyone. I wish I didn't have to do all this, but I do. She says, yeah, right, you liar. You're just an addict and stole those and pills and faking all this so you don't get caught. I grabbed my ID and my pill bottle and slammed it on her table. Read it and weep. She took a minute to read the pill bottle and my ID and looked at me to compare my face to the pic. And her face went pale when she realized she was wrong. I'm so sorry, I apologize. I said, I know a lot of people my age are like that. Don't just make assumptions based on stereotypes. You're basically telling your kid it's alright to judge others based on their stereotypes. Now have a good day. She didn't say another word, just looked down, defeated. A clerk ran over to help carry my drink and hold the door. As we walked out, he asked what happened, and I told him everything, and he helped me into my car and put my crutches in the car. He then says for me to wait a minute. He runs inside and returns and hands me a gift card with $10 as an apology and that he's going to go talk to the lady. I thanked him for all his help and left. Isn't it sad that Opie has to feel obligated to show this lady their ID and name on their pills just to not get called some faker addict? This next story is entitled mother gets mad that drive through workers don't understand what coffee she wants. So this isn't my only entitled mother story involving my mother. For the most part she can be kind and respectful to staff and strangers but when triggered she will lose it. I will note that she has bipolar disorder, but she uses it more as an excuse for her behavior and refuses to get treated, causing her to abuse slash neglect me and my brother for many years. Anyway, under the story, this was right before COVID, so like 2019-ish, so some of the details are fuzzy, but we decided to go to a popular fast food coffee place that rhymes with bar mucks. They had built a new one close to where we lived. It had only been opened about a month. We pull into the drive-thru. This was one of those drive-thrus that had curbing that funneled you into it. Keep this in mind, it comes up later. So usually me and my mom order the same things every time. A medium frozen caramel and mocha drink. This time though, she decided to order a custom slash secret menu drink. It was like this mocha espresso shot thing. 
asking if they knew what it was or what it's called. Worker 1 says, I'm sorry ma'am, I don't have anything like that. She says, I know, you guys used to have it on the menu a few years ago. I don't fully remember, tries to describe the drink again. Worker 1 says, oh, uh, let me ask. A few minutes later, Worker 2 says, hello ma'am, I'm sorry, what were you trying to order? She describes the drink, the other end goes quiet, there's chatter, they ask if it's possibly drink name. She says, I don't know. The first worker says, well ma'am, we're not sure what you're asking. If it's drink name, we don't know how to make that as it's no longer on the menu. She says, I know you have it. I've gotten it before. They make it for me at other location. Worker one says, uh, and worker two, clearly uncomfortably laughing, says, I've worked here for two years and I've never heard of anything like that. My mother saw red after that huffed in agitation and stared to back out of the one-way drive through cutting off the cars passing by, meanwhile ranting, I don't like this location, we're not coming back. We did. Did you see their attitude? So rude. And at that moment, young me realized that my mother was an entitled mother. If I could have seen them, I would have given them the, I'm sorry my mom's like this, apologetic look, TM. The kicker, my mom used to work fast food. Honestly, this is the tamer story compared to the Wendy's incident. Anyways, thanks for reading. Have a good day. And no, I never got my drink. Our next story is, my parents have taken control of my life and made it terrible. So for some background information, I'm a 15-year-old male and up until recently was doing pretty well in life. I had some mental issues but was getting through them with a little help. I had made my school's baseball team. I had too many friends and had a beautiful girlfriend. But at home, it was different. Everything I got a grade below B, I was yelled at and grounded for at least a week. And when I tried to explain myself, I usually was threatened with longer grounding or getting slapped. So naturally I took refuge in my friends and girlfriend. But then I slipped a little on my schoolwork and one of my grades dropped to below my parents standard of good. Naturally, in my parents' fashion, I was yelled at, grounded, and told to bring it up or else. After trying and trying for weeks and weeks and going to tutoring, I still couldn't get it up even though I tried so hard. So my parents then took my phone, searched through it, and found some texts of me complaining about them to my friends. They proceeded to ground me for a month, took my phone away, and didn't allow me to go to my girlfriends for a month as well. All I said about them to my friends was that I was annoyed that I was grounded for my grades, even though I was trying. Then they tell me that they're switching my school. Not any school though, a private school. And not just any, the one where we go to church. Now, I was personally never big on religion, but followed it and believed it for some years. Now, when I say we went to church a lot, we went a lot. At least three times a week and anywhere up to six. Now as a kid, I thought this was normal, but as I grew up, I realized we go a bit often, and it was starting to get in the way of things such as friends or after-school activities. Now everything I try and talk to them about going less and maybe being less active, I get slapped, told I'm possessed and that I need to go more if that's how I feel, and so now they put me in the private school there, and I re-fell into a depressive state. I'm never happy. I've lost most of my friends. I haven't seen my girlfriend in nearly two months since she doesn't go to our church. 
she's apparently not godly and I should break up with her and I'm being yelled at and have to go to church anywhere from 6 to 7 days a week. 6 being the least. I really don't know what to do anymore and I don't know if I can wait till I'm 18 to move out because they control so much of my life and it's really made me depressed and I'm losing my mind and I just don't know what to do anymore. Are there really even churches that have service 7 days a week? I went to church once a week when I was a kid, and not gonna lie, as a kid that already felt like too much. This next story is Rude Parents at Birthday Parties So I threw a party for my kid's birthday tonight. The rudeness ran the gamut of lots of RSVPing today. After I picked up the goodie bags and put them together, three kids brought their siblings, which I ended up paying for at the play place. One parent picked up their kid halfway into the party and had me waiting at the door for 10 minutes, not watching the others. And to top it off, three kids that were to go home together didn't have anyone show up. So after four hours of the party, I had to sit outside in minus 5 Celsius until I finally had to squeeze them into my car, without seatbelts as I already had three of my own, and take them home. How can parents be so rude? I just don't get it. Please don't come for me about the seatbelts. I called their parents for 35 minutes before we left. I had very tired kids in the car and was alone. I had no other options but to call the police, and I wasn't going to do that. I mean, I guess it's more preferable to just take them home than have to deal with calling the cops and dealing with the stress of all of these people blowing up on you for doing so. I don't blame OP for driving them around and dropping them off however they could, but yeah, these parents are ridiculous. This next story is Crazy Neighbor. I live in a rural area and I have a bunch of chickens and other birds, so I'm working at and around my house, and the entitled parents and kid of the story drive by really slowly when my birds are out and wandering. So I hear a tire screech and birds screeching, so I go and see the entitled neighbors are driving slowly back and forth chasing my chickens as they go into my field across the road. They chase them and hit them. I tried calling the police and they say there's a lack of evidence and they don't want to do anything because it's a neighbor dispute. I need advice. This is horribly disgusting behavior and if OP can afford it, cameras preferably multiple that could maybe capture the license plate just to be like extra sure. No trespassing signs if it's on your property. Spikes if it's on your property. You have every right to defend those chickens. This next story is unsupportive and unloving parents. I don't even know where to start at this point, but I'm so exhausted dealing with my parents. It feels like nothing's ever good enough for them and they won't even show me the decency of giving me an ounce of support. I'm a 21-year-old female who graduated from college in December 2022. I graduated two terms early as magna cum laude, might I add, and all I got from my parents was a monotone, congrats. This normally wouldn't bother me, but in June 2022, my sister graduated from college and my parents threw her a grad party with fancy decorations, a nice cake, everything. They even got her a brand new MacBook and a little keepsake to commemorate her time at college. So me getting nothing, no grad party or gifts or anything was a bit of a kick in the head. But whatever, I've moved on. Now I'm looking for a job and applied to numerous places with no luck so far, but it's only been a week. So I'm telling myself I need to calm down a bit. 
I have my first job interview tomorrow, and it's a remote position which I'm now overly thrilled about, but I figured why not apply to anything I can and see where it leads me. Today, I told my mom about that interview I have tomorrow, and instead of saying good luck or something along those lines, she instead says, that's not going to be a good long-term job. You need to look for something in person that'll actually help you find something better. I currently have no job experience and I'm just looking for a way to get my feet wet. So for her to say this is just so discouraging for me. Not to mention, both my parents want me to be a doctor one day and I have no desire to become one. They say I won't be happy in life unless I'm making good money and apparently being a doctor is the only way to do that. It's frustrating because whenever I try to have a serious conversation with them, talking about my career choices and options, they immediately resort to me needing to become a doctor. It felt like they were joking at first, but I've since realized they're not. I already have low self-esteem and they just make it worse. I know some people would just say ignore it and do your own thing, but to me, I just want to feel supported and loved by my parents but apparently, that's too much to ask for. Definitely sounds like the sister is kind of the golden goose. They treat her and her accomplishments like they're the first person to ever have pulled it off in the history of mankind. I think it sucks and it's painful to accept, but I think it's pretty clear that these people aren't being the support system OP wants them to be, and the sooner they accept that their parents are that way, I think the easier it'll be to move on beyond trying to seek their approval all the time. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.